Have you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today we are concluding our series with our military spouses and I had the complete joy of talking with Angela Durham. She's an executive director from 31 and she has been in the direct sales industry for 14 years now. The Durhams are an army family and they have moved several times throughout their military career. And today, Angela shares her experience with moving her business from place to place and how she has found success, even though she's been in different places many times over the years. We also chatted a little bit about how Angela uses the mega party in her business to save her time and effort, and it gives her more time to connect with customers, hostesses, and even team members. So I think you'll just enjoy picking up all kinds of practical advice and tips throughout this episode, and it was just such a pleasure chatting with Angela, and I know you will love hearing our conversation. Enjoy. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show this week. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. All right. Well, tell us to start off a little bit about your family. So my family, it's just me, my husband and our 14 year old son, my husband, Christian, he is an army career army officer. We've been married 19 years, also 19 years, the same 19 years have been in the military as well. Our son, Connor is 14. He is a freshman. And then of course we have our little dog, Lola, a seven year old mini schnauzer. Oh, how cute. Oh my goodness. He is really cute. <laughs> That's great. So you guys are in the army. Tell us about your military timeline, about where, where the military has taken you these last 19 years. Uh, all over, all over the United <laughs> States from coast to coast, uh, not outside of the United States. So we have moved nine or 10 times in the 19 years, if I counted correctly before we got started talking, um, it, which it has been wonderful. We're both born and raised in Georgia, my husband and I, and had never moved or left the state outside of vacationing. And so when we began our military journey, it was eye-opening to leave home for the first time and not just leave like your home, but leave your home state and move from Georgia to Washington state. That was our first big, big, big move. But it's been an amazing lifestyle for us as a married couple. It's been really amazing for our son just to see all the different places, live in all the different places, to be exposed to so many different lifestyles and, and uh, friendships that he's made, we've all made. So it's been exciting. It, it can be rough. Don't let me, don't paint the picture that it's all, you know, wonderful and, and a great experience. It is, but it's very, it's, it's also very hard on the family with separations and um, all the responsibilities that have come along with, for him, with his job and for me as the spouse. Uh, so a lot of work, but very rewarding as well. So where would you say would be your favorite place that you've lived or favorite places that you've lived? 
We have a few and it would probably, some of them are the same depending on who you would, which one of us in the family you would ask. For my husband and I, we very much loved our first duty assignment, which was Fort Lewis, Washington. We got married on a Sunday and we moved on a Monday and honeymoon was driving across the United States. And so that was our first experience as a married couple, a military married couple without children. And so it was one of the best experiences we've, we've had. As a family, we would, initially we would have said Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We absolutely loved living there. And then a couple years after that, we lived in Omaha, Nebraska, and also fell in love. Who knew that we would love <laughs> Omaha as much as we did? Our son, our son still raves about it. We all still have really great friends. We've all gone, gone back and visited. And it's also the most recent place we lived prior to where we are right now. Um, so those would be the, the top three, Fort Lewis, Washington, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and then Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, that's great. And you guys live, where do you guys live now? Georgia? Georgia. Yes. We are back in our home state for a little bit down at Fort Stewart, Georgia, outside of Savannah. Oh, wow. Savannah. Oh my goodness. What a gorgeous place. It is. It's it so is very cool. Pretty. It's hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here in Michigan, it's cold. So I don't feel that bad that you say it's hot down there. <laughs> Although today it's very nice, very pleasant today. All right. So you have been, uh, you guys have been in the army for 19 years and you've been in direct sales for 14 years now, correct? Yes. yes 14 of the 19 years. So maybe seven, I think seven of the nine or 10 places we've lived have also coincided with my direct sales business within 31 gifts. Yes. That's so neat. So when you joined direct sales 14 years ago, what did you join? Because you're like, okay, I need to figure out a way to make an income, but obviously we're moving around a lot. Like, how did you, how did you decide to start a direct sales business? Well, I, I'm not unfamiliar with direct sales. I've always been exposed to it since I was a child and my mom would have parties or use products from companies. And so I always knew what it was but I didn't know that I wanted to do it too until I was introduced to 31. So I'd always hosted parties for different companies. I was a great hostess. I did exactly what the consultant told me to do and they always did very well. I love the socialization aspect of it, but I never wanted to sell anything. I never wanted to be a consultant. And I, I guess it was just waiting until the right company came along to the, at the right time in my life. And so when a college friend introduced me to 31. She was having a party in another state, a military family as well. And so I, while I couldn't attend, I hopped online and, and looked around and something clicked, whether it was because I was a new stay at home mom to a six month old son. It was you know, the product. It was the Christian values of the company. It, it just was the, the perfect storm, so to speak, the perfect time in my life to give direct sales a try. I know exactly what feeling you're talking about, because I remember when I saw the website, when I logged onto the website for lemongrass spa, when I joined, I remember that exact feeling too, like, this is really cool. And this is something I could totally see myself selling. And so I know exactly what feeling you're talking about. So what was it about 31 that made you fall in love with it? I know you said the Christian values and just the products were so neat, but what, you know, what else stood out to you about 31? Well, at, at the time, as I said before, I was a stay-at-home mom and Connor was six months old and I had always worked outside of the home and 
fortunately didn't need to do that anymore. And so I, I think I was ripe for the picking when I saw the website, saw the, the products, knew that if as a new mom, I was looking for something with my son's name. And while Connor is not necessarily an abnormal name, a lot of times you see one spelling versus the spelling we used. And so you just didn't run into a store and see his name on a bag. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted the cute bags with his name on it or my name on it. Cause I'd never actually ever had a bag with my name on it before or my initials. And it, it resonated with me that this is a product as a new mom I'm interested in for myself. And I had lots of friends who were new moms as well. And so I knew that if it was something that interested me enough to, to switch from being a consumer and a hostess to wanting to sell it, that there would be other people interested. And at the time, the company was only three years old. I was the first Louisiana consultant. We lived at Fort Polk, Louisiana at the time. You just didn't hear of the company at all. And so I knew not only was it something that I found interesting and I knew other moms would as well, it was an up and coming company and something that I wanted to be a part of. And I'm so glad, <laughs> so, so glad uh, that I said yes. Um, what I also love is the flexibility, and I'm sure you would agree, that direct sales has afforded me. A lot of people do also still work another job as they're getting the business built. I didn't have that experience. It was just 31 and, and that's it from the, from the get-go. Well, and stay-at-home mom and volunteering, but that was the only you know, paid income that I was uh, earning. And it, for me, it wasn't necessarily that I needed the income. It was just nice to have a little extra spending money if I wanted to zoom through Starbucks or, you know, whatever, any kind of purchase that I might be wanting to make. It just was nice to have a little bit of extra cash because I was used to that having worked outside of the home prior to becoming a mom. And I thought, why not? I love the bags. I'm from the South. You can slap a monogram on basically anything. <laughs> so why not? You know, why not give it a try and just see what this little bag gig would do until, because this is my big plan. This is what I told my husband. You know, it's, you need, you don't need a blank resume when you go back into the workforce. It's hard a lot of times for moms to stay at home because that's what they want to do or that's what they need to do. But then when you decide you want to go back out into the workforce, sometimes it doesn't, those, that time doesn't compute on a resume. And so I said, this would give me something to do, something on a resume for the five years until kindergarten, because that was the big plan. I was going to go back to work when our son hit school age. And that didn't happen. So here I am 14 years <laughs> later and I decided, no way do I want to go work for somebody else if I don't have to. Room mom, you know, volunteering, soccer mom, like I could still do all of those things. Do my own appointments, my own thing during the day and have my evenings at home to take him to soccer practice or take him to Awanas or, you know, all the different things that he was involved in as well. And um, financially, it just was much more lucrative to stay in direct sales than to go back to corporate America. Mm -hmm. Now, when did it turn from, you know, something that you started off like, Oh, this would be really fun. Let's, I'm just going to give it a try. How did it like, when did it switch from, 
let's just see where this goes to, wow, this is truly a great opportunity for our family and a way that I can stay home and not have to go back into the conventional workforce. Like when, how did you see that, that switch over? Probably about the five-year mark, about the time Connor would have started kindergarten. We had at that point moved to my third state with 31. At this point, we're now in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and we were getting him enrolled in uh, preschool and kindergarten. And I was seeing that my business exponentially grow and had double promoted one year and had reached the highest level in the company that we had at that time. And, you know, it was just everybody wanted to know what 31 was. If they either they knew about it and they wanted to be a part of it, or as soon as they learned about it, it was something they immediately wanted to hop on and do, whether they were you know, shopping as a uh, customer, having parties to get those free rewards, or wanting to jump into becoming a, a consultant and making money and earning free products and prizes and, and things like that. And the socialization, the, the friendship aspect has been probably the most delightful part of the whole experience. Um, but about that five-year mark, it was clear that there was no need for me to, to do anything else, that 31 was was it. That's great. I love when that realization hits because <laughs> it's like, oh, I can stay at home and work very flexible hours and hang out with my friends all day. I mean, obviously that makes it sound a little casual, but because <laughs> it is a very intentional thing. It's a very intentional decision to say like, okay, this is my full-time income. It doesn't happen accidentally. And so I just, but I love that when you realize like, wow, this is actually a very viable way for my family to make an in for me to make an income. And so I just love that so much. Okay. So you guys have, you've mentioned moving a couple of times. You guys have moved several times, like you said, nine or 10 times in the last, you know, 19 years. So tell us how that has impacted your direct sales business. So I actually get that question a lot over the years from people who see it, who do not move and see it as a downfall, which is a completely reasonable you know, expectation for somebody to have. For me, I chose to look at it as an opportunity, as a plus, as a positive, because I'm able to meet so many more people than perhaps I would have if I never moved, if I had, you know, still lived in my same hometown. So it, it's, a, it, it is about relationships and socialization and I enjoyed that aspect of it. So for me, it was never a downfall to have to move so much, to have to build those extra relationships. I'm going to build them anyway. I'm going to go out of my way to get involved and to meet people. And so it, I just took those same aspects of the way I would live my life with or without direct sales and implemented them into the way I worked and approached my business. And a lot of it comes down to a mindset. Are you going to take something that could definitely be a negative? There are, there are things about moving that are difficult, that are hard, that you do have to start over and make new friends and find your new click. And as soon as you feel like you have a click, it's time, the army says it's time to go someplace else or, you know, so it can be a very hard lifestyle, but I never wanted those things that could be seen as negatives to impact myself personally or my business. And so it, for me, it comes down to a, a positive angle on something that could be construed otherwise. And so I just took all that energy, put it into the business and 
here we are 14 That's years. So old. neat. I love that. I love that mindset shift that you said, okay, well then this could be either a bad thing or a good thing. And people see it both ways. So I'm going to see it as a good thing. And then you did. So I of course chatted with our friend, Heather Stapleton for the last episode. And she mentioned that she would go, she would move to a new town and she, to meet people, she would go to Walmart and walk up and down the aisles and start chatting. So what, what kinds of things did you do when you would move to a new area? Like how did you meet women to network with them? It's funny that you mentioned Heather, because I can remember her saying she would talk to people. She would see somebody who had a nice haircut and she, and she would ask them where they go. And, and it's, that's funny. That's one of the things I vividly remember Heather sharing. And it's funny that you mentioned that. So some of the, some of the similarities, cause they have this being military as well. And in direct sales, a lot of, um, although she's we're army and they're not, it, it's still the military. You still have a lot of the same um, impacts on your family. And so it is important to start talking to people when you get there, same things, you know, you, you naturally, even without direct sales, you move somewhere and you naturally want to know where to get your haircut. Where do you shop? Where do you go to church? Like those are things, where do you get your dog groomed? Where do you board your dog? Like all those things are things that you're going to ask people when you move, regardless of whether you are in direct sales or not, because you want to belong. You want to make friends. You want to make those relationships. So Heather is spot on with that. I also immediately find ways that I can volunteer. So the, the unique thing, the cool thing about the military, and I'm going to speak for the army because it, may not necessarily be this way through all the services, but we have what are called family readiness groups within the army and your unit. We've, when we had great fortune to have wonderful groups and wonderful units that my husband's uh, worked for. And so within those units, they have spouses and those spouses have support, support groups, so to speak. And so I look to get involved immediately because they're always looking for volunteers. And then I also, go to the spouses group. So every, again, I'm going to stick with the army, although a lot of the other services have them as well, spouses clubs. So they're on your installation. They, um, it's, it's a volunteer organization. You can join the club. You can attend their social events. They do a lot of volunteering within the community, financial supporting within the community. And they're, they have a board that runs the club. And so they're always looking for board members. I'm actually the president of our spouses club here at Fort Stewart this year. And so for me, I immediately look to how I can get involved in the community because it's going to help me make friends. Yes, it's going to eventually overlap into my business, but my first goal is to find friends, find friends for myself, find friends for my son and get involved because if you choose not to get involved, that's completely okay. I've decided that it's better for, for my well-being to be involved. And if, if I'm happy and I'm involved, then I'm more apt to, you know, get, to stay tied into my business, to not decide that I want to go run off and do something else when I know that I need to be at home working because there's not a boss here watching me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's me. Um, and so anyway, getting involved helps me feel better about myself um, about my business and you know leads to further down the road it leads to to customers and and whatnot yes and i i have gathered from you know joining your group your um your customer group and you know seeing on your page you do a lot of fundraisers correct through your business 
I like to, I like to help in any way that I can. If an organization or someone who volunteers for an organization, something that's near and dear to them, if they are interested in a fundraiser, it's definitely something that I like to do. It's not a company sponsored event or fundraiser. It's, it's based on consultant to consultant and what they're financially able to do. Um, if that's something that they like to do and if the person from the organization is interested in it, then yes, I, I love to, to help in any way that I can. I do a lot with, my mom volunteers with American Cancer Society. And so we always do a fundraiser or two throughout the year. I have a friend whose um, son has cystic fibrosis. So we partner a couple of times throughout the year um, and several others as well. But yes, thank you for asking. Oh, sure. And that's probably just a side benefit to getting involved with these groups is you can see different fundraising opportunities, not just because, you know, to further your business at all, but just because there's a, a need for fundraising in different organizations like American Cancer Society and Cystic Fibrosis Foundations. And there's different opportunities all the time with those companies. And I feel like direct sales is such a great model for fundraisers like this because, you know, you can people can purchase products and then you can donate your commissions. And so I love that that's a side benefit to getting involved and really plugging yourself into, uh, local things, you know, when you move to a new area. So, all right. So you have, you have quite a large team and you've, do you tend to recruit people based on, um, you know, do you recruit them, you know, where you are in person, or do you see that you have a lot of people join, you know, via online parties? How do you grow your team? How's the, how have you found that to happen over the last few years? So I always envy other direct sales consultants within 31 or, or other uh, companies who can build local teams because you have that interaction, that in-person interaction. However, the flip side of that is it's also a good thing that I can build a team everywhere. So I will usually have a small group where I live because if I'm only there, well, six months or a year at the most so far, it's been three years. So if I'm not there for a long amount of time, I don't necessarily always have a, a large team where I am. And so I do feel like I miss out on that camaraderie in, in, in the, a little bit. But what I love is that I can build all over the United States into our territories, into APO locations, military overseas. And so I never wanted to look at it as a bad thing that I didn't necessarily have a local, a strong local knit that I could reach from one coast to the other. And I always laugh and joke that regardless of where we move, I'm going to know somebody either because we're Army or because we're 31. Or if I'm traveling somewhere in the United States, I've got a friend somewhere and in every state or every city that if I needed something, I would be able to call and say, Hey, can you help me? So I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know people all over the United States rather than always just within my small area. That's great. And I know that direct sales, like you said, it's, it, gives you so many different opportunities with friendships and getting to know people. And you have, you know, if you've been in the business for 14 years and you've been successful, what are some different memories that stand out to you about things, you know, trips or special, uh, opportunities that you've had with the company? What are some things that stand out to you in the last 14 years? 
That's a, that's potentially a lot of things. And I probably I have my mind's racing with different things to say. And I probably will in a minute wish I had not forgotten something, but it, you said trips. And of course, trips do come to mind. I do love to travel and I've traveled a lot with trips that I've earned through 31. We've had 10 trips, I think, and I've earned all of them and I've gone on all of them except the couple where hurricanes took care of those cruises, (laughs) (laughs) but, but traveling with 31 trips I've earned through 31 is like none other with the, uh, you know, attention to detail that goes into it, the places that we go, the, the perks that you receive. I know other, lots of companies do trips as well. And I, if I sound biased, it's just because 31 is the only direct sales company I've, I've been a consultant for. So I don't firsthand know the trips that other companies do, but if your company offers a trip, make it your goal to earn that trip. You will not want to leave your company when you experience something like a trip. Um, also just, it comes back a lot of times. It comes back to the relationships that I've made in the friendships. My two best friends are through 31. We vacation as girls trips. We vacation with our kids. We vacation with our spouses. I've also enjoyed when we have our yearly conferences, usually up until this year, they've been in person. Now with COVID we've gone virtual but being able, being recognized on the stage in front of, you know, 15,000 other fellow consultants or being asked to speak at conference on stage and share my story or, you know, asked to travel to home office to teach other leaders or serve on various committees the company has put together um, throughout the years, being a mentor to the field, serving on the Gives Care Council, which is our in-house company philanthropy that we use to support various organizations with which we've chosen to partner. So it, it's, it's the accolades, sure. It's the traveling, absolutely. It, it comes down also to the, the relationships are very heavy in my mind. Everything is tied to a, a person, like an experience with other people that I may not ever have known except for 31. Now I had heard from some people that you had the opportunity to travel with Cindy, who is the CEO of 31. You had the opportunity to travel with her and go on the Today Show. Is that correct? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So we, um, several for several years, we haven't done it the last two to three years, but prior to that for about three or five years, we would partner with the Today Show, their toy drive. We were the biggest contributor for a while. And so as the um, top upper level leaders of the company, we were invited to to go with the company, with Cindy, with her husband, Scott, with other um, top home office executives within within the company. And we would get up at uh, 3.30 in the morning or whatever time you have to go to get out and get a good uh, I say seat. There's no seat. There's no sitting. It's all standing around that um, metal fence. So we were all there with our, you know, 31 loot on our sand, pink Santa hats, our big signs. And we, you know, we were able to, to watch the segment and, and Cindy speak. And while we're there, we also try to, to give back. So because that's all through the philanthropy 31 gives, which is part of 31 gifts. We also try to give back. 
And so whether we would volunteer with Dress for Success while we were there or uh, the Bronx Boys and Girls Clubs, different organizations within New York City and, and the surrounding suburbs that, you know, we weren't just there to go on the Today Show. We were bringing in products, donating, you know, millions of dollars in products, both to the toy drive, but also to whatever organization we were volunteering with while we were in town. So it was crazy. It was They were the best, some of the best trips. Okay. So over the past 14 years, obviously social media has risen <laughs> to prominence and how has that, cause I'm sure back 14 years ago, social selling and being in direct sales, doing that on social media wasn't really a thing. So how have you seen that evolve your business and change your business? Well, yes, 14 years ago, Facebook did not exist. We had MySpace, I think, right? <laughs> yes. That didn't last very long. Mm -mm. So th there was no social media, none. I didn't even text 14 years ago. <laughs> so there, there, was, there was none of that. So it absolutely, this business, whatever company you're with, can absolutely be built without social media. So with that being said, yes, I do use social media heavily, whether I'm communicating with my team or hostesses, customers, my customer group, friends, you know, so yes, social media is for me, Facebook, a little bit of Instagram is heavy within my business, but it absolutely can be done without it. With that being said, Facebook does allow a unique way to, to interact, to maintain relationships, to sell your product. Although I don't like to, to sell, to hard sell. I want my customer to experience a consultant that loves the product, that wants to share something that will make their life simple, easy, and fun. And not, I don't want them to walk away feeling like, well, she just sold me, you know, a bag and she's never going to communicate with me again. That, that's not the case. I, you basically, I hope you like me because you got me. Like when you <laughs> shop with me or you party with me, you're not getting rid of, rid of me so easily. So there's a, a relationship I like to maintain. And, and we can do that. We can communicate through social media. My customer group allows me to be able to show off the product, show ways to use the product. So my focus isn't selling the bag. It's more about selling what the bag can do for you or, or what the organizational product can do for you or what the impact you can make if you're giving it as a gift and, and how happy that recipient is for the item that they are receiving. You know, how I can reach out to people all over the United States all into our, our territories. Um, and so social media allows us to be able to maintain those relationships, reach out and meet people that we would not ever, ever be able to meet because we didn't physically live near one another, or we had no reason to ever know each other or interact. It can also, like with anything, be a drain of your time. So you have to either, if you find yourself down the rabbit hole, Maybe you set some limits on when you're going to get on, I say Facebook, because that's what I mainly use, but whatever mm -hmm. social media outlet you're using and making sure that you're using it to the benefit of your business in some form or fashion. 
So one way that you do that is you, you mentioned that you do large multi-host parties. So would you share a little bit about, because that is a huge time saver. You're doing everything all at once, but it's having a huge impact because it's multiple hostesses, multiple parties. So can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and how you have been working that and using that in your business the last few months? So what I love about the mega parties is that it allows me to work smarter, not harder. And it's really more fun. So it used to be, and it's okay if it's still this way for you, perhaps this is an idea that you want to try, but with the, you know, growing of social media and using Facebook in, within your business, it allowed us to have online parties and you could do them one at a time with one hostess and all of her guests, which is totally okay. What I found over time was that it, it took a lot of my attention, my time to pay attention to, you know, five, six, seven, eight individual parties, especially once Facebook really started being an avenue for people. And you saw a trend that maybe home in home or in-person parties were not as big of a thing, which is my personal preference again, socialization. But right now we do use social media a lot within our businesses. So it got, it kind of came down to a lot of scheduling. I realized that I just could not keep up with that many single parties. And so then I was introduced to, to scheduling services. You know, um, Cinch Share is one that I use and pay for. Although after that, Facebook came out with their own scheduler that you can use in, inside groups. And so when that was introduced, I was like, oh yes, I am working smarter, not harder. This is great. And it was because then I could schedule those posts and not have to remember you know, every two or three hours to make a post. And, but then I was like, Hmm, so all that's going really well. What if I didn't have to do as many a month, single parties a month. And so I started grouping them into whether you call them multi consultant or multi hostess parties or mega parties or group parties or whatever the term it is that you give them. The idea is to put all your hostesses and all of their guests into one group. I like to use groups again, because of the scheduling feature, that's not an option with events. And so if for some reason, maybe you have, let I just finished one that had four or five hostesses. Some hostesses are more involved than others. Some guests are more involved in others than others. And so when you have a large, a larger group of people in one party, they feed off of one another and that helps the algorithm so that things are popping up more in their feeds. It helps maybe somebody comment on a product or bag and it, and it brings attention to somebody else. Maybe they're in technically under separate hostesses and they would not have ever inter interacted. Therefore, one may not have seen the comment the other one made, but because you have them all in one place, they feed off of one another. It allows you to get to know all of the guests like you would be doing in a single party, but you're able to do it all at once. And then the rest of your month, is left to making those follow-up calls, building those relationships, moving on, you know, and, and working on getting your party booked for the next month. And so your work is, is not necessarily spread out throughout the month when you can just pick a week and this is my party week and we get all the hostesses and guests on board at the same time. Is it perfect? No. Does sometimes things fall through? Absolutely. But 
it's working and I like it. And my hosts (laughs) and guests seem to like it. (laughs) Yes. And I love that because I feel like in every party in home or online, you're always, always going to have, you know, those few guests who are very involved and answer every question and are present for every live video and, you know, are very enthusiastic about everything. Those are like the dream guests that you, that you want in every party. And so by doing a multi-hostess party, you're pulling those dream guests from every single group and they're all together. And here they are because they're always, there's always going to be some lurkers and we like lurkers too, because sometimes they'll just make a purchase. And then they're like, Oh wow, that's an unexpected surprise. And so it's great that we can join all of those party guest types (laughs) together in this one big group. Now, how do you find your hostesses? Do you, um, do you just, is this like, what is, what is the best way you found your hostesses? Like, how do you find those? Do you find them through your customer group? How do you get all of those hostesses together? So a little bit of everywhere. So, (laughs) so our company 31, you can earn leads, what we call home office leads. So if you're, if you did, you know, this, this, and this the month before you earn leads. And so if, if somebody randomly contacts the company and wants to be connected to a consultant and you're the next person up in the queue, you're going to get that, that lead, but you have to have done, you know, this, this, and this to be entered in the lead pool. So that helps. Some months are, you know, bigger than others. A lot of times it may coincide with whatever holidays are coming up, you know, where, wherever we are throughout the year. So that's one way that I meet new customers, whether they are purchasing, you know, they're a lurker and they, they purchase and leave, or if they become a hostess or if they eventually, or maybe right from the get-go, they know they want to be a consultant. So that's one way. I'll, I always like to... I would, I don't want to say that I never do, I never close a party without booking another party. I would like that to, to happen. So I do my best with every party to always get a party booked from it so that the momentum keeps going. And then of course, you know, friends can invite their friends into the, the customer group on Facebook, word of mouth. I just had the party that I just mentioned, the mega party I just finished up. One of those customers has sent a friend of hers to me who wants to have a party. So word of mouth is important. It is so incredibly important that you have a clear understanding of what it is that you want to accomplish, that you are doing the steps that are needed to accomplish those things. And if you're wanting a consistent income or a consistent business, then you have to be consistent as well. That's what people are going to come to expect from you. And then the last thing, I also have something called hostess of the month clubs or insider of the month clubs or shopping clubs, whatever you want to call them. And so I have about three or four going on right now. And those people either order, they're, they're a group of, you know, four five, six people in one club. And they are either ordering every month or every other month or every third month, depending on what their financial preference was. And so that has also helped kind of like the, the icing on the cake or the cherry on the Sunday. Yes. Actually I do that in my business too. I have a hostess of the month club, our host of the month club, and they'll do, they order every other month and then you're guaranteed a party that month. And then they are rewarded because they're ordering regularly. Anyways, it's almost a no brainer. And, you know, I make the requirement low. It's an every other month thing. And it has been so great. It's a win-win. Honestly, it's a win for the consultant because like you said, there's a 
there's a party, a guaranteed party for those months that you have it. And then it's a guaranteed win for that customer. Cause they're going to order anyways. So why not be rewarded, you know, with a once a year large party where they can get free rewards, free shipping. And it's been so much fun. It's my second year doing it. And it's, it's been so much fun to do that. All right. So when you do these mega parties, do you, when you're booking the next ones, are you like, Oh, this is how I do it. I bring multiple hostesses in and then you guys invite your guests and we do it all in one big group. Do you present it like that to the people who are interested in booking parties? And then they're like, Oh yeah, sign me up. Or how do you present that to the next hostess? So when I'm working with my hostesses, most of the time I will say, this is how, how we do it. This is how I do the Facebook parties and explain what I mean by a mega party. Occasionally I may have a, a slightly different conversation depending on how well I know the person, what their schedule may or may not be. Does this fit into what's happening for them? This last mega party that I had, I texted all the hostesses and just said, this is what I'm thinking. This is the timeline that I'm thinking. This is why I'm thinking it. Does this work for you? And four of the five said, yes, this works for me. The fifth, we decided to move to a different month so that it could work for her. So I do try to take into account what is working for them, but also take into account what works for me because it is my business. I do get to decide how I'm working, when I'm working, you know, what that looks like. And so trying to find something that works for everybody is, is for me, the, the happy spot, the right spot, the happy answer, um, because it's, it's not necessarily only always what works for me because this is a partnership. It, it does have to work for both of us for this to be successful and a, and a good use of my time. So it, it's a little bit, this is kind of how I do it with a little bit of, like, does this work for you? So it, it, both the answer would be both. <laughs> yes. Now, how important, I know you just mentioned it, but how important is hostess coaching for these kinds of events? I'm sure it's of utmost importance to be on the same page with all the hostesses. Um, so how do you do the hostess coaching with this? I know you just mentioned texting, but how do you do the hostess coaching with these types of events? Hostess coaching is so incredibly important. I could not stress that enough. If somebody's listening and that's all you take away from this call, great. Hostess coaching, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, do it. So it, again, it, it comes down to working smarter, not harder. And so my philosophy is if I'm going, technically I'm not going out of the house these days, but if I were leaving my house and I was leaving my family at home to go do this party. I want it to be the best dang party it can possibly be. Do I want to go out for a small $200 party or do I want to go out for a thousand dollar party? Well, I want to go out for a thousand dollar party. Mm -hmm. It's better for the hostess. She's going to earn more rewards. Her customers are going to have a more time. Yes. My commission is going to be higher, but my future business is going to be higher because I have interacted with more people. I've made sure to partner with her on what her goals are so that I can support her. So, but on the flip side, if her goals are really big, but she doesn't have the time to put into, you know, making the party a success, then that's a conversation we have to have about, well, if this is what your goal, these are the, these are the things that need to have, you need to have happen to reach that. So kind of setting those expectations. I always like to assume that the hostess does not know how to have a party. That doesn't mean that she hasn't had you know, a dozen parties. Maybe she's had them with other companies or other consultants in my company. Maybe she's experienced with me and she's a repeat hostess. Maybe she's not, 
but I want to assume that she doesn't know how to have a party and that I am giving her every step of the way, every detail that I can possibly give her that we are communicating, not so over the top that you're driving her crazy, but finding what is right for the both of you so that her questions are answered. She doesn't feel alone that, you know, you have gone over how to over invite. Do we want to send VIP invites? You know, what does your party even look like? Not only the day and the time and the location, but is this something that we are going to Facebook live or we're going to zoom all at this date at this time, or are we doing this over three days on Facebook and I just pop on sporadically with live videos and posts, you know, so having those conversations on what she wants, what her goals are, so you can make sure that you are supporting her in earning, you know, hitting those, those um, goals. That's really great advice that you should assume that the, the hostess does not know how to have a party because like you said, they could, you know, they could, even if you're like, oh, they've had five parties with other 31 hostesses or 31 consultants, but that those consultants might not have done any hostess coaching. And so, you know, maybe their party wasn't a success or maybe it was, but it was kind of a fluke. So that's really great advice to just assume that they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> not in a mean way, but just, you want to guide them through each and every step. So that way you're guaranteed to make the best use of your time and to get the most out of it. And they're guaranteed to have a great party, great rewards. And then they're more apt to spread the word and share their love for you as a consultant that took care of them to their friends and family. So that way your further, your future business is impacted by that positively. So that's yeah, really great advice. Yep. Because it's, it's the biggest form of flattery when somebody invites you into their home or they tell their neighbor or their friend or their family member, you know, this is the girl you got to go to. This is your bag lady. She's great. And so when you've accomplished that and somebody's willing to put their, you know, their name on the line, their open their home to, to you and the guest and gosh, they had to clean it and all those kinds of things. Granted, there's not as many in-person parties going on right now, but that that's the biggest form of, of flattery when somebody wants to do business with you, when they, when you are their go-to consultant and they were, they're willing to share you in with their friends and family and invite you into their home. So Angela, this mega party idea is just so fantastic. And then hostess coaching, all that's so great. What is some advice you would give to a new consultant really in any direct sales company? What is your best advice you'd give to a new consultant? So you're right in that you say it really doesn't matter what company the person would join with. The basic premise is the same. It's getting involved, making sure that you have a relationship with your sponsor and preferably your upline. They have a typically a lot of experience and are there to support you. So having that communication is very, very important. The most successful consultants that I've seen in my 14 years are the ones that will communicate with me. They will ask questions. They will take my phone calls. They'll reply to my text messages and they are invested. Making sure also that you know what it is that you want. And, and that want varies. Some people come in and just want some, some bags. They just want to get some free bags from, from different um, incentives that we offer as a company. Maybe sometimes they come in with a small seasonal goal, like they just want some extra cash at Christmas, or maybe they're trying to pay off a credit card or pay for 
college education or, or whatever the case, whatever the small goal is. And you have some people that come in and know that they want this to be a financial support to their family and they're invested from the get go. So as long as you come in understanding where you are, what it is that you want and setting appropriate goals, not easy goals, goals that stretch you just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. That's where you're going to see the growth, but having a clear understanding of what it is that you want is helpful. Does not mean that you can't also succeed and, and pass your, your wildest dreams if you don't have a set goal when you come in. But I do think it is helpful to understand what is it that I want from this experience, because that's going to also allow your sponsor, your upline to know how to communicate with you so that they are not overzealous and you're like, hold on now, or on the flip, the flip side where you're really excited and they're kind of hands off. So having that understanding is very important. And then take whatever the company has to offer, take them up on it. So whatever training they have for new consultants, whatever website they have for consultants only, whatever training calls or Zooms or Facebook Lives, joining the company Facebook group for consultants, just tuning in and knowing where to go to get your information is very important. I agree with all of that. I feel like the best consultants are the ones who are coachable, who are willing to put some time in to learn the business and to try new things and to, you know, be willing to you know, have some flops and have some, you know, unsuccessful ventures. And it really all t ties in and, you know, we aren't successful at every little thing that we do. I'm sure you have had your fair share of things that haven't worked out in-home parties. Have you ever had an in-home party that you can think of? Cause I know you love it, to do in-home parties. Can you think of any that were just like, this was the worst party ever. <laughs> can you think of anything like that? There's been a couple where that you just don't have the people show up. So it might just be that you, the hostess and her mom, or, you know, or somebody that comes because they have to, you know, related, not to say that that can't be successful, you know, also, but back to what I said before, like you leave your house with hostess coaching you leave your house and you, you want to have the best possible outcome, both for her, mainly for me, it's mainly for her so that she has a good experience with me, but also for myself, you know, taking the time away from my family or and whatever else might be going on. I think the thing that draws a line between top leaders and people who just give up and like, this isn't for me is that they do give up after these kinds of things happen. Cause it happens to everyone, no matter who you are, you're going to have parties where you're like, that was horrible. I'm so embarrassed. I cannot go on. I cannot possibly go into one other home and try this again because I was so embarrassed. Nobody showed up or nobody purchased anything or they, it was, I stumbled over my words or whatever. So I just love hearing those real life experiences because we all have them. And I think people sometimes don't realize that top leaders have them too. They just had them before you did. <laughs> they found ways to bounce back from those. You are so right. I've often said, don't compare your now to my now because whatever it is that is happening to you very well likely happened to me 14 years ago when I was a new consultant so you can't take me where I am now and compare me to where you are because it's not only is it not the same because we're at different levels or different we're invested differently but we're at different we're on different journeys like my experience is never supposed to be the exact same as somebody else's mm -hmm. and when you when you understand that and you stop comparing 
yourself to the next person, which is, we all know, very hard to do. It, it's very freeing and allows you to just be you, which is all people want. Yes. Being authentically you is so important and it just helps people, uh, develop that know, like, and trust factor that it's kind of, that's kind of a buzzword in the direct sales industry is the know, like, and trust factor, but it's so effective. And that is what connects you to your customer. And that's what causes the relationship to get started and to be built. And it helps your business in the long run, which is so, so much fun to see that grow. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Angela. I really loved chatting with you about your experience in the army and about moving and about mega parties. And it's been so great. So where can people find you if they would like to get in touch with you? Thank you for having me first. This was so much fun. So to find me on Facebook, I do have a customer group. It's a closed group. You can request to join. It's real hard. If you can remember that I sell purses and my name, you got it. So it's <laughs> purses by Angela Durham. So, or start, start typing in purses and maybe it'll pop up. So that's to find me on Facebook. Um, my website may be harder to remember, but I'll say it anyway, my31.com slash a Durham. I also have Instagram um, it's Angela underscore C underscore Durham. I will put the links to your different, your Instagram, your Facebook, your website. I'll put those links in the show notes for everybody if they would like to get in touch. Wonderful. And so, well, thanks again so much for being on the show today. And it was so great having you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.